Hello, welcome to part two of the podcast. We're jumping right back in where we left off with Roma. Enjoy. Roma. I don't know what I can say about this movie that I have not already said on this podcast. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit before. I saw this movie in a theater, uh, which was great, um, at the Landmark over on the west side Mm -hmm. with Maddie, with a latte. And I wept. To a point where it was embarrassing. To the point where I tried to, I was like trying to hold it in. And, and uh, by the way, two different parts, couple yeah. different. Like there, it hits you, and then it hits you again. Yeah. Um, it is art in its highest form. I mean, it's this is art. This is art. Yeah. It is a beautiful film about what it means to be alive. And I'm going to quote Richard Lawson, who wrote it, who who spoke about or wrote about Roma way better than I can ever speak about it. But at the end of his review for Vanity Fair, he says something like, I'm going to misquote him, which is great. He says something like, life is hard and terrible and beautiful and blah, 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 and all this stuff, but here we all are. And I think that is, I have chills just thinking about it. I think that's the most amazing thing to think about, to say about this movie. And it's just... It's art. It's a it's a beautiful piece of art. Yeah. See, it's so hard when you like stack these movies up against each other. What I can say about Roma is I thought it was beautiful. I loved ha- I like exploring the different themes and and different viewpoints and different places in the world. For me, I'm less I this is what I know to be true about myself. I am less of a slice of life art person and I know this about you now because I know you loved Florida Project. I love And you love Florida this, Project. which I agree both movies are beautiful. I liked both movies. What I know to be true about myself is I like a beginning, middle and end. I like a story and for me, I appreciate this movie and I thorough, unfortunately I watched it in my living room which I think does make a difference than seeing it in a theater, but it doesn't do like what a story does for me like with a beginning, middle and end. It's more of an exploration or a slice of life and I liked having sort of a... Like a green a, book. Like you're more of like a green no, book type. That like is, a bohemian I'm, rhapsody. I'm yeah, like, like a, a bohemian, no, yeah. I am like you know, a, where it's like in the beginning, no, he's alive. I let you talk. You dead. let me talk. That, those aren't You're more like an stories. Aquaman. It's my like, podcast. <laughs> I like a story with the beginning, middle, and end. I'm just talking as a whole. Right. I'm doing nothing but praising this movie. Yeah. But I'm just saying... For me, and like she writing, I like a very Roma, not to praise. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it, and it's very. That's high, a good reference. It is very high on my list, yeah. and just to be, I don't like any. Green Book is not a good story, <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, and I, you know, I heard the filmmaker say it's examining like different women in his life, Alfonso Cuarón, yes, mm-hmm. and his childhood and growing up in Mexico. All these things I love and appreciate. But for me, in a whole, because I still like all of the art and all of that yeah. and a viewpoint and a different looking into someone's life, but with a little bit more of a story for myself. Sure. That's just me personally. For me, I think, I think the first... Ha- uh, having watched it twice, I think watching it the first time, the first half of the movie was a little slow for me. The entire yes. time, like exactly what Megan's saying, like I can look at it as a piece of art. I think the cinematography in this movie is incredible. Like Same everything time. is a painting. Yes. Like I love I love how Quaron uses long shots. Mm-hmm. Like I think he is a genius. And obviously this is the first movie, I believe, I mean I'm sure he did like shorts and stuff that he actually shot. Like he's the cinematographer of this movie as well. But between him and um what do they call him? Chibo? Um, in his other movies, like, we talked about Children of Men on this. We've talked about... Which should, which is the best movie yeah. of that year, for um, sure. Did you talk about Gravity? 
We, we haven't done that haven't year, done that year but we can definitely talk about gravity. Long. Also, um, we talked about Pan's Labyrinth, too. Yeah, yeah. that's Guillermo. Uh, that's Guillermo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what was the other Cuaron that we talked about? I think that might be it. Really? Did you yeah. talk about Itumama Tambien? Uh, we we talked about it sort of briefly. Yeah, we yeah. touched on Um So I do think story-wise it does start a little slow. But watching, can, it, a sec- watching it a second time, that actually all kind of worked for me. Mm-hmm. because, And maybe it's because I knew where everything was going that it made it work better. Because I was like kind of the monotony of like what this woman goes through every day leading up to like the... The scene from the from the furniture store to the hospital is maybe the best fifteen minutes of filmmaking I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Uh, maybe the most emotionally yeah. like heart draining. Yeah. Although I will moments. say the second time, it did not make me cry. And then the beach scene, like it wasn't like one of those sobbing things. I was just like watching, and then all of a sudden, I was like. How long have I been crying? My face is like there's tears all over my face, yeah. but I didn't even realize didn't I was crying. It's just time. a silent, I, yeah. like the beach crying. scene. I I think I would have had a better emotional reaction to it if my husband wasn't on the couch being like, "That mom told that kid to stay out of the ocean." <laughs> <laughs> what, what, he was like, "Why don't kids listen?" He's like, if, "Oh, if we're in a restaurant," and he was like doing, and I was like, "What? The, you're ruining this emotional <laughs> moment for me." I was like, "That's not what the scene about." He's like, "If that kid had just..." Stayed out of the ocean. This wouldn't have happened. When like, she says, <laughs> when she said, I didn't. What does she say? Like, I didn't, I didn't want, want her. It. Oh, that yeah. killed me. I was like, yes, but that's when Larry was talking. When about she was poor thing, parenting. I didn't want her. I was like, oh my, my god. god. The yeah. other thing I appreciate more on a that second was, watch, honestly, rough. is um, all of the stuff with Marina de Tavera. Yes, she's incredible. Leading up, leading up to like when mm-hmm. we when we all really know what's going on, yeah. but watching it a second time because you know where it's leading. Yeah. Like the little like in the background, like she's just walking by the door. Yeah. Or like her hugging her husband before he goes away to yes. Canada. That the first time through, you're just like, oh, she's just saying goodbye. And like, you don't really realize he's leaving the family forever. My favorite thing like, in the, the world. Like the second time all, and, and I think this is a big pro for the movie is the second time through, like, I was like, I'm discovering things and things I didn't know about, yeah, like, are still actually thing. affecting. Yeah. Like, they're not. I think his best, the best use, the, I think, like, talk about cinematography, but like also location scouting. Yeah. That driveway the the first scene when he pulls in and is so careful with that yeah. car and then when she just comes like, in and just ram and is just ramming it and there's dog shit all over that fucking driveway listen. it makes me laugh that made me laugh out loud when so she went in hard. between those two trucks that's like when I woke up I, yeah. again yeah. I thought the beginning was yeah. slow but then I was like wait what's happening yeah, yeah. yeah Lisa Aparicio yeah. She's not good at your job. You gotta clean up that dog shit. There's so much dog shit. So much dog Listen, shit. Listen, if I had multiple domestic workers and they did not clean up shit. that dog shit, <laughs> yeah. I'd be angry too. Yeah, I yeah, because they only had one dog. Yeah, I'm like a dog th- that size is gonna shit at most two times, three times a day. Like you can clean that up. Yeah, that's been days for sure. Anyway, I so don't get a dog. That's what that's what that movie says. Don't yeah. have a dog. Don't have a dog if you're not gonna clean up its shit. Wait, I have a dog. You want to you want to talk about Roma? Maddie, sure. I want to talk about Roma. What is there to say about Roma? Well, um, that's your, it's your main You want to talk, about that, you want to talk about that naked fighting scene? That's all the <laughs> That guy. Um, that was crazy. Fuck, fuck you, Fermin. Yeah, Fermin. Fuck you, what Fermin. He that, was um, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my episode of it, like last year I talked about loving P.T. Anderson, but uh, Alfonso Cuaron, I, I do think, is just the best filmmaker alive. And mm-hmm. I think this is his best movie. And so that will tell you what I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I will say I respectfully but strongly disagree, Rachel, about your thing about the store. Because sure. there is like a very, I think even of all these nominees, it has maybe the most clearly defined like gets pregnant, struggles to find support in a home, 
and then the pregnancy ends. Yeah. I, won't I think there's out. a lot more. Like, I think it is like a, there is like a clearly arced like story. There I think there's more, sh- way more story here than in Florida Project or even, yeah. like a movie I love like, last I year, a ghost story. Like, I think there's way more story here than Like, I think it's that. longer and it's quieter and more yeah. intimate, but I think it really has like that clear defined thing that once it all comes together is really exciting. And I do think like there was, there, I will say there was like a moment like, I think probably halfway through the movie where I was like, oh man, we're not going to get like the Corone like long shot. And then, and then, we, then we got two, in. and they're both yeah. fantastic. They were both great. The, the like, yeah, the revolt and birth, and then also the the uh, the, the, walking, the waves. Yeah, walking the, the into the ocean scene. and the I waves. I can't even figure out how you. I'm how so. You do I was so. Ner- I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous during that. The fact that they also chose they're not showing the kids. It's just fucking her wa- getting smashed by these waves. I was so nervous. I was like, that if they scene, kill this child. I can't child figure out right how now. they do that long scene either, where somehow like. You get all of these extras just be yeah, like fighting downstairs at the perfect time. Yeah, like when you're only shooting from the furniture store. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get yeah. it. I yeah. Um, and it, yeah, and it had like just so many levels to. I mean, there's like it like goes to a tragedy, but there's even just the guy with the gun coming in and chasing like the other couple and stuff yeah. like that is like exciting. I just think it's like a mix of all these things, and that's why like I love him is that he like makes everything thrilling. And I think like this was obviously like his most personal movie. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, but um, and he's so clearly like. A character in it. He's the youngest son. Yeah. And when you when you see him in the astronaut outfit, yeah. like you I can't know, help but was, think of gravity. Yeah. So, yeah. He's yeah. not the son that goes. My the other my, the other part that oh, I love heartbreaking moments in the movies when they go to the movies and his dad was there with his oh like oh my whatever, god with his mistress with his mistress and, and the woman goes the yes and the, and one of the the friend goes like hey isn't that your dad and he's like no no it's not my dad it's. Fucking like such a real, yeah. Such a real. Sorry, the, when he's in the hospital later on, and he's oh. like, "She won't let me go in," and then the doctor's like, "You can come in." He's like, "No, I have a meeting." Yeah, yeah. that was or an appointment. Uh, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, all the things were pointing out to me. I'm asshole. like, "You're right. This is really beautiful. You're right." Yeah, how but bad I, did that garage smell when they ran over that dog shit? Oh, oh yeah, the dog smell. that dog shit. But also, <laughs> like, I think I, I don't. I mean, I kind of had like seen like people saying this before it came out, but I think it really does. It's such an intimate movie, but it feels like such a, it feels like a Lawrence of Arabia, like in terms of scope, like it feels yeah. like this big epic yeah. movie. And probably there are like a couple like big impressive shots, like those long, like the long shots. And then also like just the guys like doing the train, the military training and stuff like yeah. that. But even beyond that, it feels like it encompasses so much. But a lot of it is just looking at a housekeeper staring out a car window, yeah, like, yeah. on rides yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. It just feels like so like universal, but also so personal. Well, it's a, and it's about think, the like, upheaval of a country. Yeah, there's there's so much big stuff that happens. Yeah, there's just, yeah, it just feels like so. And like I think like that's kind of like Coron's deal a lot of the time. Right. Like I think even like Children of Men was like a sci-fi epic thing that really stayed very intimate on the story of just this like child, like and just this little like passage. And even the long shots were focused on one person, and then. Gravity also like was about one woman like, right. alone in space, but also yeah. felt just huge and enormous in scope. Yeah, um, and as, so I think like I don't know, and I think like this is kind of the culmination in a lot of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, what could be bigger than life itself? Like it's it is yeah. so there is like there, Harry Potter. Oh, is, is life itself? Life itself in your top five movies. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Dan Fogelman's uh, Life Itself? I am in the hole for Oscar Isaac. Um, I also will say like I feel like Black and White can be. 
a gimmick and not a, like I think the black and white was used beautifully. I agree. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Or, That's or, the thing. I mean, I don't think movie. anything. I appreciate when everything is done with such care, which is why yeah. I can say I genuinely like I can appreciate this as an art form, and I'm always sort of like conflicted of like what what do I think of first when I think of filmmaking? Maybe because I'm a writer, I always think of like the script first, right. and then how it's shot and all these things are like then added on to the canvas yeah. and like to me this is more about the canvas versus the script and the story because there's so much like yeah. there's all this breathing room to just watch what you're saying is art and I'm always like well what to me makes a great film is it this like thing that I'm watching that this beautiful this piece of art or is right. it stories and characters and people and I agree that like for me I did still like I, it became most interesting to me once like we find mm -hmm. out she gets pregnant like the personal stuff the character stuff and it was just a little further in for me and then it was heart wrenching and from yeah. there on out I was sort of in it just took me a minute to get in and and some of it yeah those layered on pieces like what you're saying watching it again some of those character things would be a gift in the second time around because I know more about right, what's happening sure. yeah um, Rome is great we should move on to A Star is Born Oh my god, I also cried at this movie. Oh my god. I'm on the deep end. Watches and Just to clarify, that's Megan singing, not me. I'll never meet the. Guys, there's a great Kelly Clarkson cover that she just did live that you should check out. How could she be better than Gaga, though? That's a great song. Well, here's the thing she's not better than Gaga in the movie, she's definitely better than Gaga was on the Grammys singing Shallow. Oh, well, she did a different kind she of take like of it. I wish she hadn't done it. that take yeah. of it because I actually like it the way it is, the more raw. That's not even my favorite song in the movie. My favorite song in the movie is, is uh, I no, I like um, the, the pop song she's singing. Maybe it's time uh, no, I, I love that song. Like, no, why did you do that? Do that? Do that? Do that? Do that to me? I love that song. That's actually a bop for sure. And yes, it is. Bad song. Totally a bop. Totally a bad song, and it's purposely written as a bad song. Nope. Also. Also, Hair, Body, Face is also a bop. Hair, Body, Face, also a great song. No, but my favorite song of that movie is um, I'll Always Remember Us This Way. That's a good song. That's a fucking great song. Yeah. I like the song at the end. Oh, me too. How does Where, that one go? The, she's, uh, how does that one it was, go? It's good. The though. one that she sings about. The Shallow is the best song. Kill himself. The best ones were are Shallow, yeah. that one, and maybe it's time to make. But the Maybe it's time to let the always die. Those are, my, those are my favorites. Maybe it's I'll say, because I actually wrote this down. Dead. The first song isn't great. The first song that he sings that basically opens the movie, I don't think. Oh, I don't love that song, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think um, it's good to have like an energy. I don't like, lie without an alibi. That's called alibi. Well, I, I like, have this sound. I feel like that was just good because it felt like that's a real, like that's a yeah. country yeah. rock song. Yeah. Like it felt, I think that's like the. I don't know if it jumps ahead or whatever, but like that's it's like a, like the songs all felt very authentic. Whether they're yeah, good yes. or bad, like feels like yeah. it doesn't matter because did Gaga write all of the songs or a lot of them? I think she, I think no, she did. I know like she, there's a country guy. Like I know Jason yeah. Isbell did. Yeah, she did write his song. Whatever came to like I think like that's like a really impressive feat in the fictional music movie is to have songs that feel like they they're real just songs. Real authentic yeah. songs. I can't believe sure. I can't remember that song at the end because then it, when it, it drops out and it's him singing, I know, it's, it's that made me cry. So here, uh, are we going to talk about this? You might as well go first because you're going to interrupt me when I talk. All right. Because I'm going to have a differing opinion than you. I love Stars. How much you loved it. I saw this movie <laughs> with uh, 
Thomas and Michael, Thomas wore his uh, Lady Gaga sweatshirt and we all cried and everybody in the movie cheered. And this is one of those movies where we talk about where it's like, you go to see like kind of like a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like this is my Marvel movie. <laughs> this sure. is this is my Infinity War. Cause I just was like, there for it. But I am essentially a, a gay man trapped inside a woman's body. Right, so sure. that makes sense. Um, I think he's great. We, I mean, like, what are you, the performances are all amazing. The music's great. Sam Elliott, that moment, everybody talks about that moment, but it is fucking amazing when mm-hmm. he turns around in the car and it's cheer, tears in his eyes. Yeah. It's pretty dark when Bradley Cooper, spoiler alert, fucking hangs himself. Yeah. I love her. I have, like, a lot to say. The only thing that I have, like, a lot to say negative about in this movie is Lady Gaga's manager. Well, yes, his her manager is also like cartoonishly evil, yeah. but kill also, yourself. yeah, you should, yeah, it's always be terrible. But also, you're not wearing socks. You should kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. Lady Gaga's stylist once she becomes like famous because the clothes that she wears are bananas, mm-hmm. bananas. In a good way? No, in a bad way. Oh. I was like, no pop star. She should be dressing like Ariana Grande or something. She goes to visit him in rehab well, wearing like Lady a Gaga. shirt that says like, yeah. bam, <laughs> on it. No, Lady Gaga wears like. Allie's not Lady Gaga. Allie is Allie's not Lady Gaga. Allie's more like uh, That's why I actually Well, pre- someone someone actually said like Allie's Halsey, which is why it's funny yeah. that Halsey's the one that gives her the, gives her the award. award. That's why I pre- I like this movie a lot because it's she's not Lady. She's I think she does a good job differentiating herself. But I'm saying, I'm saying the actress is Lady Gaga. Yes. The yeah, act, is the, my argument. The performance is by Lady <laughs> try Gaga. To refu- try to refute it. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. You, I dare you to disagree that Lady Gaga's in this movie. Mm, Lady Gaga. I enjoyed this movie. And let me I just mean, be it's clear. no Mary Poppins Returns. Let's be clear. my story. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, here's my thing. I know you think I'm like a Marvel person. I'm actually, that's my husband. <laughs> I don't me, think you're a Marvel no, person. To me, this it, this has everything in it to make a, a Rachel Lewis love this movie. And it just, it fell short for me. It wasn't like I thought it was terrible, but there were just things that I, I was just like so prepared to fall head over heels in love with this movie. Maybe that's why you I didn't. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, I thought the music was beautiful. I thought Bradley Cooper did a great job. I thought she did a good job. I thought Sam Elliott was the best part of this movie. And that, you're right. That scene in the car is great. I didn't buy... I didn't feel their chemistry. What about Dice? Did you feel I, Dice was good? Yes. You like I thought Dice, Dice did a good job. I, I, I didn't feel their I'd chemistry. I'd recast Dice. <laughs> I, I did not... I'd give an actor. Sorry, 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 sorry. I on. did not feel their chemistry. I His voice... Bradley Cooper's voice was distracting for me because I thought he was just putting on Sam Elliott's voice, which was... Uh, I thought he looked the part and I He did a little Christian Bale in Dark Knight. That he did. Yes, it was a little distracting. Um, but... And I also just... I just wanted to love it more than I did, and I don't. I didn't believe the turn at the end that that's how he would decide. To I think we all himself. told you this movie is incredible. Yeah, and then you and well, you, you had have gotten, done that. You got you, you got your hopes up, and then you saw it at home. Yes. Well, here's my thing, though. Like I'm Roma. not the only person who feels this way. Right. I've spoken to other people, and. I talked to You're other not people. the You're only one who feels this way. way. But I also, there are other movies that I've heard are incredible that I see that I believe are incredible. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it is just that. Sure. But I, I just, it was good. There were so many things that are good, and I'm not mad at it for being nominated because I thought the music was incredible. I, but uh, I also will agree, this movie was a lot. I don't, I don't. It was just like it just was. They're so cheesy at times, which I actually love usually. Yeah. But it, it was too much. 
of a distraction for me. I think the first hour of this movie is basically perfect, and then I think it falls off a little bit. I think the whole Dave Chappelle sequence doesn't work at all. Like, I don't think yeah. it is needed. I yes. think they should have done it. Um, weird that he's... Weird the second that. time through, actually, the suicide, like, worked more for me because it felt... And, I mean, I think this is maybe a little problematic, but, like, the whole, like, him doing... Like, the sec- watching it a second time, it was like, oh, he did this for her. Yeah. He did this because he thought that was the only way that yeah. she could continue to thrive because he was always going to be this anchor because he was never going to be able to fully get over his addiction. Well, that's that's the saddest. And I think that's, I think that's probably problematic, but it worked for me more. Oh, if that was what yeah. was happening, that's actually a better yeah. story for me, for sure. but I did not read well, that. Well, I, that 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 that, I think the problem is that, like, it doesn't do, like, the 20 minutes before that didn't do a no. good job leading into that, yes. and instead they just had the scene with the manager, Which where the manager's like, wrong. you're, you're, you should keep yeah. that. Yeah. That, to me, yes, that is where I <laughs> and that's, that's, yeah. out. That's, that, that's yeah. what made him do that. Yeah. That did not track for me. Up yeah. in, like, the, the heart-wrenching moment of him at the award show peeing yeah. himself, that is so real to me. That actually is my least favorite part in the movie. Because it's very real. It doesn't well, feel real at all. There's, they no, would, there's, there's, there's no world where they let him get the on. The, it gets yes. back into the theater yeah. with how drunk he is, and he definitely doesn't get up Get on stage. stage. There's no world where they're, they just like, like allow moment, somebody to walk acting, up on stage. Whatever like that. that is, I'm thinking it felt Listen, more Bradley real Cooper's than, great like, in that movie. Yeah. What we can go into this further. I'm fine with it. Bradley Cooper is by far the best actor nominated for best actor. I disagree. Well, then you're wrong. Um, it's by far the best performance. Wait, I have to see who's by far the best. It's by far the best performance nominated. The guy from Can You Ever Forgive Me and the guy from yes, The Wife. That's not nominated. Best supporting. Not nominated. And not the nominated. wife is not nominated. Who's and also, you're wrong about that because <laughs> there's Glenn Close is good in the wife and Jeremy Irons is fine. Yeah, I would say wife. correct. I didn't see it at Eternity's Gate. I would say Christian Bale gave a bit better. Nope, performance. Nope, wrong. Um, but I still think Bradley Cooper did a really good job. Bradley Again. Cooper is great in the movie. The only other. Male performance of the year that equal even equals it is Ethan Hawke who was not nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, um, but uh, yeah, there's stuff I don't think totally works in the movie. Like I said, like the Chappelle sequence. Um, I think there's some the dog stuff is so sad. Oh my god, and I can't mistake, with the dog. And then the dog outside outside at the, the end. garage. That as a dog owner and dog lover. That was Charlie. I wanted to rip my heart out. I just thought the, the filmmaking at the end with the hat—it was a little theatrical for me. I was fine with that. It's a very theatrical. It's very yeah, over the top. It's, like, yeah. it's a remake of a Barbara fucking Streisand it's, it's, and don't, Judy Garland. Don't say movie. Barbara fucking Streisand. Say Barbara Streisand. I'm sorry, Barbara Streisand. Thank you. Babs. Okay, I haven't seen that movie, that version, but that movie's supposed to be bad. bad. All the critics. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just being like really cheesy bad. and silly. Yeah. No, it's there's no way Barbara Streisand tried to make a cheesy, silly movie. Well, no, I'm just saying. There's at, a zero percent chance that's what it was supposed to I'm be. I'm saying look back on it now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but at the time she was like, "This is a film. This is the everything most she does is made. films. She's, that's why you love her because she I gives, love her. Because there's not a there is not an ironic bone in your body. That's why I love yeah. you. You are earnest. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm earnest? Yes. The other thing you, I Everything, you, you don't have, that's why I, that's why it's hard to get you to do stuff sometimes because you don't ever do stuff that you don't fully want to do and believe in and commit to. The other thing I'm that, i a great um, person. <laughs> the other thing rewatching it that I was like, can you imagine being Sam Elliott and the staff when Bradley Cooper showed up, Jackson Maine shows up and it's like, yeah, I met this girl last night. She's going to come on stage and sing with me. <laughs> I'd be like, 
Uh, no, that seems <laughs> super <laughs> weird. Oh, and then she's gonna start just touring also, with the fact that also I think Sam Elliott is well, good also, in this movie, but it's a really small part, she, and I don't she, think he should win. She caught on to that. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with that. that. It's such mo- a small. That part. moment made me cry. That one moment in the car. That was yeah. the best active moment mm-hmm. of the whole movie. But I think she. I don't like Lady Gaga's music. She knows she. He tells her how he put together an arrangement of that song yeah. you sang me last night, and yeah. the band has like a full arrangement I know. Yeah. that she just jumps in at the right part and goes yeah. along with. Well, it's a fairy. Here's I the know, thing. It's, it's a fairy. fairy. It's a fairy. I know that's why I, that's what I, say. I know yeah. you to jump in. I was, yeah, I think my favorite. Well, one I'll say as a native Arizonan, this movie is fantastic. We <laughs> <laughs> got that Arizona flag everywhere. Jackson <laughs> loves his home of Arizona. You grew up on a wind what farm, a wind, right? Yeah, we got those wind. <laughs> hey, I, we drove past those wind farms. When we drove out to Yuma. But, um, I love how much you love Arizona. Uh, oh, Maddie has oh, yeah. You Maddie, hate Arizona. Maddie, Maddie has ancestors buried on those wind parks. <laughs> I'm just saying from it. The grave, the grave blew away. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I would just say, I'll just be super quick. I like I almost like don't have, I have an opinion, but I feel like I don't have much to say about it. Just I think it, I do think it was great. It was very entertaining. I want one of these a year. It's This is the movie yeah. category. I'm like, yeah. I'll take one of these cheesy, sappy things a year. Yeah. It's fun. The pop movie that gets nominated, this is the right fit for me for the type of movie that I'm like happy getting. Not I'd have this nominated, but like I don't. I, it's not in like my top five, and it's it's fine at all. It's the thing that like if it's on, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. It's Why did TV. you do that? Do- oh, I cannot wait. Like truly, this is one of those movies that like in ten years it's going to be on TV, and I'm just going to be like, well, I'm going to watch the second half of this movie right now. Yeah. See, I don't feel that way. I don't need to see it again. Like that's I would. Here's the thing about this movie. Here's the thing about this But we every all will. Single, every single person in the world, unless they're a fucking degenerate idiot, if you turn this movie on, it was on TNT, and you see her getting into the car to go to Arizona right yeah. before Shallow, there's not a chance there's you're no turning way the movie you turn that off until no. after Shallow. You literally go, well, I'm going to watch them. But then I maybe you with, walk away. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the best. I love yeah. that song. I love that moment. You're going to watch her great. go, no, 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 and then come out and go, Megan, the little red light is flashing on yeah, your number. Sorry. No, sorry. It's too Neither. much. It's really Guys, you're peaking. You're hot. Hey, can I tell you something? Can I ask you something? Yeah. Why did you do that? Do oh, that, boy. Do that, do, um, that, do that to me. Star is Born to me, while not one of my very favorite movies of the year, is the movie that I can't quite understand why it has not won more. It seems yeah. like it's yeah. tailor-made for the Oscars. And it makes me think, like, is Bradley Cooper not liked in the industry? I feel like he's very well-liked. I feel like... That's I what I like, thought, I, too, but, I but like he's not getting... I think it's more the awards are... Like everything they've done the past five years has been like insane corrections to self aware, like self awareness yes. and like trying to add categories and lose them and we'll do this, we'll nominate this, yada, yada. Yeah. And it just feels like another thing of like, oh, you think we're going to nominate Star is Born? You told us in the. Well, like October. him not getting nominated for Best Director does not surprise me because Ben Affleck didn't get nominated for Argo. Yeah. Like, th- I think this is like a new thing where they're like, well, we're going to push back at actors during their first movie. But that was not a thing for Kevin Costner or Robert Redford yes. or um, people at a certain time. But. I do think it's weird that he has not won like a single Best yeah. Actor prize, and Rami Malek is winning. So yeah, I agree. he's a good, and I also think yeah. he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. he's great. He's been nominated a ton of times. And I, I think it's really strange. He's very won. strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my only thing that was just like I said, jarring. Yeah. And it's the voice. It's yeah. fun. Larry does yeah. that voice around the house now. He's like, <laughs> I just want to take one last look at you. <laughs> oh, I just want to take one last look at you. 
I it's fun. Yeah, the nose thing. Let me see it's your like face. a it's a fun movie, which I thought maybe would be you know in these dark times. I would fun? think it would. I don't think it's fun. It's not really fun. I think it's eminently watchable. Yeah, yeah. I guess is what it's, it's fun, and then he kills him. I think. I mean, maybe that's what's working against it is that it turns super dark. Although people should have known going in since the star is born and the guy always dies. So. What is that song that she sings at the end? I've got to figure it it's out. It's a pretty song. Yeah, because then he, because when it, it cuts to It should have been him, like a sad piano version of Why Did You Do That My thing is, I think, <laughs> I know this movie wasn't quite clicking on all cylinders because I should have been bawling at sure. that moment, and I was okay. not. Again, okay. you were also Sorry. watching yeah. it at home, yeah, probably with Larry in your ear. I can watch Pretty Woman at home right now and still love it. Yeah, but are you going to cry? I might. Jason Alexander just wanted to have a little sex from her. While Megan's looking that up, let's move on to the final nominee, Vice. Vice. Well, it's interesting because I feel like when we were talking about Spike Oh, it's called I'll Never Love Again. Sorry. See what she does? Sorry, I'm interrupting you. I just had a train of thought. Anyways, this. let's just... I thought the movie was... It was fine. Why didn't he just make a documentary? I, I thought Christian Bale was great. I thought his physicality and all of that. Yeah. And I understand the tone. And we were talking about like Spike Lee's tone earlier yeah. about this sort of like comedy. What is with, Sorry. What is with this woman? <laughs> Sorry. About like this comedy, like doing sort of these dark comedies and like pushing it to the edge. Yeah. I think it worked in the big short. But this tone for me in this subject matter, it wasn't, it didn't quite, it was so upsetting to me, especially in the current there were certain moments, like when they rolled the credits early or things like yeah. that, and I thought Bale did an amazing job at Cheney, most, like yeah. his physicality and everything, but I just don't understand. I don't understand. I felt like those scenes were like a better version of W, honestly, because I thought the actors, for the most part, were better at inhabiting the characters. Like, um, I'm trying to remember who played Condoleezza Rice. Like, um, when dub, in W, it's what's her name from Crash and Westworld? Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton, and she is like not good. In that well, movie. here's I like Tandy Newton, but the, she's really bad in it. And I thought like all of those like the actual like scenes where people were recreating, with the exception of an actress I love, I think this is maybe Amy Adams' worst performance. Oh, I Vice. I think she is not good in this mm. movie. Her opening scene is very bad, mm. Um, mm. and I love Amy Adams, um, but. Uh, I thought for the most part, like, Sam Rockwell's doing a good George W. Bush yeah. impression. Like, it's good. I think Christian Bale is good. I don't think Steve Carell's great. Tyler Perry. I thought Tyler that, Perry was fine. That was so distracting for me. That was so distracting. <laughs> just because it was Tyler Perry. No, it was just, yeah, I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Like, Larry and I had to pause It's it. always weird when he pops up wait, and stuff. It was yeah. so dry. I actually also thought he was really good in Gone. It was a very small role. It was so bizarre. Like, yeah. I like that the woman who played Condoleezza yeah. Rice is someone I didn't necessarily Yeah, he pops up know. in uh, Tyler Perry shows up in Star Wars, right? Like, he always has those kids, like, roles that are like, too big for a yeah. cameo, but not big enough to be like... The big thing, movie. like, I didn't really... I didn't love the movie the first time I saw it, and then rewatching it, I just was like... I, someone said this, and I'm trying to remember... I can't remember if it was Richard Lawson or David Ehrlich, but after they saw it, they were like, why did he want to make a real-life Michael Moore? Which is all it feels like. It feels like a Michael Moore documentary with, like, reenactments. Yeah. yeah. I hate this movie. This is... <laughs> I hate this movie. Like, I, I really hate it. Uh, I, I maybe even enjoyed the... I think I enjoyed watching Bohemian Rhapsody more than watching... I mean, I know I enjoyed watching Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody more than... There's Queen songs in it. Um, I don't think every... I mean, this has been well-tried territory, but I don't think this, the events of this movie are funny. I don't right. think it's a funny thing. No, I think it's with very the, upsetting. It's very upsetting. And, and the, fun, the weird thing is, is McKay doesn't either. He's yeah. like a super yeah, it's, liberal it's, guy. It's, 
Yeah. And it's and it's not and it's not entertaining for me to watch. It's right. it's painful to watch and it's and I think it's and the, again this goes back to the acting versus impersonating thing. Like it's not it's like a fun parlor trick to watch like Christian Bale get fat and whatever the fuck, yeah. but I'm like it's not doesn't feel like acting to me. No, but and, Christian Bale is a good actor. Yeah, I, oh, he definitely is. But versus, this is not but this doesn't but it doesn't interest watching him do an impersonation, it just doesn't interest me. I'd sure. rather watch like it doesn't bring anything new to the table. I didn't really learn anything I don't think I learned anything it other than like it's even more depressing. Well, but yeah. I think that yeah, I mean that's like my pro- I mean I th- my main problem is it feels like they just didn't want to do the homework. Like it, yeah. it really acts like it's a very smart, insightful movie, and it doesn't. It's not. It's a stupid. Yeah. It's a very stupid movie. Like yeah. it, it doesn't tell you anything. Like every scene of Dick Cheney doing his evil stuff, it seems like his main motivation is because he just wants to be a powerful evil man. Yeah. Right? Like it avoids a lot of like the motivations that make for both an interesting movie that tells you something about a real figure that you didn't know, but also just like an anti-hero or whatever right. you want to call like his... Yeah, we don't ever like, learn, don't learn why would he... We don't see like his like, like what, why he's doing the things he's doing ever. And like a big, and I think there's a weird, it's very irresponsible. Again, it's weird, like McKay is super liberal or whatever, but he's very like neoliberal and like avoids like, uh, there's like a very, well, I think the biggest thing that it avoids is Halliburton, like almost altogether. Yeah. Like... It's so weird the way it presents, like, he just seems, in the whole movie, like, it seems like Dick Cheney wants, like, power and to be powerful and to get to his way. Yeah. And he wants people avoiding, like, the huge factor of, like, the private interests that were right. the main motivating reason for our reaction to 9-11 yeah. and stuff. And like, and those are so important. Like, yeah. Halberton, like, I think they kind of say he's a CEO at one yeah. point yeah, in the movie. Yeah, they talk about And it then during bit. the end title card that, like, says, like, Halliburton, and it, like, profit or whatever it and says. And it talks about, like, there's a certain point where, like, the, like, members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff or something come in are worried about, like, the the things. And it's Steve, it's uh, Carell as Rumsfeld and him, and they're both, like, yeah, that doesn't bother us like, yeah. about the It's almost so, like the opposite of The Big Short, where The Big Short took something very, very complicated and, like, kind yeah. of explained dumbed it down it and us. explained it. Yeah. And this took, I think, something very simple, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, this private interest thing, and then made it way more complicated and convoluted and, like, threw a bunch of, like, bullshit and, you know, the, the fake end title and all of this stupid shit. And I'm like... The fake end title I didn't mind, but the, I think most of the inserts don't work. Like, I, like, well, as a standalone, like, the Alfred Molina, like, explaining, like, extraordinary rendition and stuff I was like that'd be a fine like three minute short film yeah. like I think it's funny yeah. it doesn't work with the movie well, no. all the Naomi Watts stuff did not work at all at all yeah I, the and the movie, yeah, I think the, it's weird because it's like oh, it, I was like wait she was in this <laughs> yeah. I forgot it's just weird that it does like it does like PowerPoint presentation-y thing little like jokey like meta bit then solid 30 minutes of like drama scenes yeah and then yeah. little weird like like it just it just felt like this mixed media thing didn't have any sort of coherent idea behind it. Yeah. Or so, like and the, and there was I think uh, they're like distract and it ends up distracting. Yeah. The like editing some, felt more like Anchorman than it did the big yes. short. Yeah. And but like they'll be cut away yeah. and sometimes and they're just little like choices that I'm like why did you do that where like they'll maybe mention a real figure right like Rumsfeld that, or whoever that, that, and then it'll just show like a photo of the actual person. Yeah. And one, what does that add? That doesn't add anything. But two, also like. It kind of is like a weird thing. I, I I never like it when you have actors portraying real people throughout the movie, but then also show the real people. Yeah, it's all, yeah. Like it's just like kind of just a mix. It bug yeah. me. It's like why are you having Bill Camp play Gerald Ford, but you don't have an actor playing Nixon Ronald or Ronald Reagan? Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Like, so it just feels like a weird thing. And then I really, really think one of the worst things in a movie this year is like I think it happens a couple times, but also is the end credits where Dick Cheney is like he's like starting to do his little villain thing. He's getting real. 
you know, he's getting real evil. And then, like, it'll cut back and forth to footage of bait of a fisherman throwing bait yeah. in the oh water. Oh, my God, I can't. And it's like, oh, he's setting the bait. And it's like, that's not smart. Like, that's what yeah. I'm about when it's like, oh, you think you're, like, doing something. But that's, like, the most literal, direct... It's yeah. not even like a metaphor. I like it's at that point. It's just like yeah. it's an actual bait. it's actual bait. He's baiting. Here's photo of bait. And it also like felt it just, really no... confusing because I do feel and I don't have a problem with this. I felt like they tried to sort of humanize him at moments, which is fine. Yeah. Like if that's the movie you want to make, but then other moments they tried to play yeah, him up as a super to. villain. Yeah. I was like, pick a side. Yeah. Like either make him like this like big baddie, which he kind of is the entire movie, or let us. Like, see that he originally wouldn't talk about gay marriage because he had a gay daughter. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, and then I let actually, that be a gut punch later on when he yeah. tells Liz to, like, go against gay marriage yeah. and go against his I other daughter. I thought that was my only gut punch in that movie. Cause I, For sure. I actually, yeah. I actually liked, because I was like, he's pure evil. And then I was like, yeah. well, he's this family guy. That's yeah. very interesting to me, actually. It's your I girl, Lily Rabe. I don't think you love Lily Rabe. anyone yeah. is pure evil. Yeah. They're, they're different ways. But yeah. Then, and then when he did, like shelter his daughter and protect her and then he yeah. like, told his other daughter to go after her. I was like oh my god yeah. he is evil that yeah. was the only thing that like, got me of yeah. the movie yeah I was a really I think I even said out loud to Megan like in the last scene I was like no he's not going to turn to the camera yeah and then, and then he, he turns to the it. camera yeah. and like talks and we to the camera like, what? and that's just the laziest movie and also it's just it, like, not only is it lazy just in case you didn't get what we're not only is it lazy like the point like he kind of was making I was like I guess this is actually almost like a good point like, I almost understand it, and I think for the entire movie you're trying to tell me that, like, Dick Cheney's a fucking shithead, and then the last Even monologue you, you give him is about, like, you. this is me protecting you, and it's like, I want to be protected not yeah. in this way, but, like, what, I'm getting yeah. mixed messages. I but don't was know that, what was that what you were doing? Like, I don't know what doing? your point of view is, yeah. unless, except I follow you on Twitter, so I do. Like, you know? I mean, I think the whole McKay, movie, the yeah. movie is, like, is, like, Dick Cheney bad. Yeah then like let's try to like force it into a movie yeah yeah two hours similarly again this is one of by far my three least favorite movies of the nominated movies um i can see like people being like well i'm voting first for this movie because i hate dick cheney and i think that's what they're saying in this movie yeah unlike bohemian rhapsody where i can't see why anyone voted for it (laughs) and also for like a film because they like queen like it's it for me it's like I really did like the big short and I was like, okay, Adam McKay is like coming out and sort of saying this is my kind of movie mm-hmm. that I'm gonna do. But yeah. then with this movie it's like, oh, he's kinda just trying to do the same thing, but he doesn't do it as well. Yeah. Which is it's diminishing really, returns it's with like this bothersome stuff. to me as opposed to like having a tone and a point of view like Spike Lee does and then continue to like do different things right. with that. Mm-hmm. And so Well and like, grow that tone too and make it fit, you know what right. I mean? And like and make, like I don't need, I don't think Adam McKay has so much of a tone as he has a gimmick. Right. Yeah. Which worked well once. Yeah. And now I would like to see him try something else. Well, I think, like, yeah. I'll also say, I didn't like Christian Bale in this. I didn't think he was very good. At it. I just, I felt, it honestly felt like close to, like, Burgess Meredith's Penguin. Like, at times. <laughs> is it, is it, I don't, I don't <laughs> felt like borderline, like, For me, like, I don't think it's a great performance. Like, the big thing that bugs me actor, is, like, when it player. became, like, clear that Bradley Cooper was not being considered for best actor for whatever reason, which I don't agree with, but... And it became between Rami Malek and Christian Bale. I was like, well, Christian Bale is doing a better version of the same thing. Yes. 
like he is more inhabiting a character, I think, than Rami Malek is. And I, I mean, I would never give either of them the award, but I think Christian Bale is doing a much better version. I agree of with that. that. I think yeah. both of them is parlor tricks. I also think because he's not just putting on a voice. I appreciated his physicality, which he like as an actor, yeah. I feel like he like physically like there'd be times he was standing. I was like, oh, it looks like him. Yeah, I, I think all the heart, all the heart attack, all the heart attack stuff's great. Every time he has a heart attack, that is a fun. That is a fun bit. Let's rank. The nominees. Let's. All right. well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go one. At a, we're gonna go through. We'll do the number and then we'll say our movie. So we're okay. gonna start with eight. And Rachel, we'll start with you. Your number eight. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that movie sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Maddie. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that movie blows. <laughs> Meg. Bohemian Rhapsody. That movie fucking is the worst. <laughs> Guys, guess what? I also chose Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> That's an embarrassment. It's maybe the worst movie that's been nominated for Best Picture. Since Crash? Since we started. Since Hope and Glory? Oh. Since, since we, we started. started. <laughs> since we, what do you mean? Since we started Just what? Since like, not a movie. Since we started like, this podcast? Yeah. Wasn't yeah, that? There's only no, been no, two. No, since of the movies we've done on this podcast. No, Crash like, is worse, I think. No. I right. think Bohemian Rhapsody is a worse made movie. Seven. Rachel. Green Book. Maddie. Vice. Meg. Vice. Um, I am also saying Green Book. Um, Rachel Six. Vice. Maddie. <laughs> Green Book. <laughs> Megan. Green Book. <laughs> I'm saying Vice. Okay, I want to say this. Megan, are three the same so far? Are three are the same yeah. so far? I'm going to say this good. at this People time. Like, yes. I think it's gross. Here's the thing. Couple stuff. And we'll continue as we go through, although I think things may change up a little Chasm. If. No, not Chasm. You're a member of the Academy. Yes. And you're doing your rankings. Yes. And you don't have Bohemian Rhapsody 8th and then Vice <laughs> and Green Book somewhere 6, 7. Yeah. You should give up your membership. I actually think that they should fall off and not be considered. And yeah. then the other ones are, I'm ranking just an order of those. But I yeah. think that the rest of the remaining ones, I can understand why they're nominated and I'm okay with it. Yes. Now I'm just ranking those. Yes. Just FYI. Five, yeah. Rachel. Star is born. Okay. Calm down, Megan. Maddie. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, Black Klansman. Okay. Megan. Black Panther. But I like, I'm in the, I'm um, in the movies. I like also have Black Panther. Panther, fifth. Fourth, Rachel. Black Klansman. Maddie. Black Panther. Megan. Black Klansman. I also have Black Klansman. Three, Rachel. Black Panther. Maddie. A Star is Born. Hmm? Megan. A Star is Born. A Star is Born. Oh, Craig. <laughs> Two, Rachel. Roma. Maddie. The favorite. Megan. The favorite. The favorite, which means Rachel's is the favorite, mm -hmm. and the rest of us have Roma. Roma. Which, now that we actually talked about it post me doing these, I might have actually swapped those, because you kind of <laughs> made me think a lot about Roma yeah. more. Here's, here's what I, in rewatching both of them, here's the thing, I have Roma still first, but it reminded me a little bit of, I think it's 2014, where uh, my top two movies of the year were 12 Years a Slave and Her, and that if they both were on TV, and I was just like, what am I doing? I would watch her yes. a thousand times mm. more often than I would watch 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. 12 years a slave and I feel the same way about The Favorite yeah. and Roma, but I think Roma is a better made movie. I agree. But I'd much rather rewatch Favorite right now yes. than watch Roma. I, yes. As someone who watched rewatched Favorite uh, recently, yeah. it's eminently rewatchable. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's, uh, the bottom three being, personally, I think. Sorry, Rachel, that Klansman and Black Panther interchangeable at four and five. 
and you have to have the other three in the top three. Me too. Um, I apologize, Rachel. That's okay. But um, that's how I personally feel. Um, Before we move on to like You and I are the same except we... Rachel's clinch. Maddie, you and I are the same except we have Black Panther. We have the two Black movies, uh, Black Klansman and Black Panther. We got those swapped. And you and I are the same except we have Vice and Green Books. Yeah. So before we go into um, our personal top fives from the year, which we're going to talk about, um, I put out a poll among my Facebook friends and asked for the people that had seen all eight movies to send me their rankings. And then I went through it and did it the same way the Oscars do it. So they do preferential ballots. So How many people what they do. to this? I had 14, okay. which isn't a ton, but it's actually more than I expected to have. Um, so what they do with preferential ballot is they go through and they count everybody's number one. And if no one reaches 50%, then whoever has the least amount of number ones gets eliminated. And whatever their number twos were, they start adding up. So I did the same thing. Uh, Black Panther, Green Book, and Bohemian Rhapsody had no number ones of the people I asked. Um, Black Klansman and Vice both had one, so I eliminated those next. Ooh, eliminate those people as friends, by the way. <laughs> and then three people said Star is Born, so I eliminated them. So the first time through, Roma had, no, four, had five number ones and the favorite had four. But if we do it the elimination way that the Oscars do it, the favorite actually ended up with the eliminated things going over mm. before Roma did. So it ones. ended up being eight versus six. Facebook poll goes Well, the here's the thing. I don't think either of those movies is going to win Best Picture. What do we think is going to win? If Green Book wins, I'm going to be really I'm mad. really holding out hope Roma's going to win. I think it's between Roma and Green Book. Is it really? I, I, that's a, it, no. Oh, this is Trump all over again. Like, <laughs> like, no, they're not going to go would, with that. I would be totally that's happy. That's what I think based on the vote. I think voting-wise, that's where it's going to go. I think it's going to be. I feel like it's between Black Klansman and Black Panther. So you don't, I don't, I don't think, think the favorite, I don't think think the favorite or Star is Born have any have any. Chance? I think they, they finally awards I think, by I think Roma or Green Book, and I think Black Panther's the spoiler. I wouldn't be I'd be surprised if it was anything else. All right. Well, interesting. All right. Um, let's talk about our own top five. Oh, I can't wait. Rachel, yes. um, why don't we, why don't we do this? put them in an envelope. Why don't we do this the same way where we'll all say our number five? Wait, can I just say my general thing? Yeah. But I, I will actually say that. Daddy, he wrote it. I just, did you see the envelope? He wrote Maddie's top I didn't want to open the wrong envelope. While I enjoy the, the, the movies that I ranked one through five in the movies of the nominated films. Yeah. I don't, if I had to choose, none of the nominated films are in my top five. That's like, fine. The none of them are. Yeah. yeah. I only have a couple of them in my I have okay. a few, but yeah. that's okay. Okay, I'm ready. You're number five. Mission Impossible Fallout. You're welcome. Great movie. Great movie. Great that's movie. a top ten movie for me. It wasn't in my top five. I thoroughly enjoyed that film. Yeah. Everybody. I think everybody. Yeah. You will get no argument from people yeah. here. I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, you will get no argument. I love all the Mission Impossible. Where is <laughs> Shelly Miscavige, though? Yeah, Miscavige. Yeah, we need Listen, to find I, Where is she, I Tom? I can't get into that, yeah. but uh, that. There. You have to separate yeah. Tom the okay. torturer, Maddie. religious cultist, <laughs> and Tom the actor. Maddie, you're number five. Maddie, you're number five. My number five, I think, had the best acting performance of the year. It was first performed. Ethan Hawke, I think, I, I, I don't know, should I get into that? Or? I you heard, can, yeah. I heard that was good, and I haven't seen it. I love it's it. It's a very it's really slow, good. still, yeah. weird movie. It's, I don't know, someone call it challenging. I think it can be off-putting to yeah, many. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think it. I think it's very relevant now. In a big, it's yeah, like, it's about, so all about it's climate a, change. It's about a pre, and it's yeah. kind of like the big question is like, can God forgive us for what we've done to his earth? And yeah. a priest asking that question. And I think it like is like, of any movie this year, I think is the most like relevant to now and what we can do. 
Um, but I also just think it tells like a very like emotional, strong story of this priest going through like his kind of existential crisis. Yeah. Um, and I know there's, I won't tell you, I won't reveal the ending because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I love the ending and I'll tell you it's, it's ambiguous. Yeah. Um, and it's weird, but I think it, whether or not you like the ending, I think the whole movie has a lot of like value. Yeah. Um, and it's about like, I mean, I, and part like, I think like I come from a religious family background. So obviously I think that impacts and your mother Me. does not believe in climate change. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, My dad doesn't either. She don't have to take that. It's just... um, so we, you know, but, uh, but uh, I, so I think like those are, there's like obviously like things like where I come from perspective is like, if you love God so much, why are you doing this to his earth or whatever? Um, but I think there's also other like kind of very relevant issues, even if you're not like a religious person. Yeah. And so I think, and also I do think just Ethan Hawke really tells the story of a guy who has so many things going on and like uh -huh. he makes so much sense. He seems so very real. Nothing seems overdone. His like background with like what happened to his family is very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's very American, like it's super American. Yeah. I think in a yeah. very strong way. Yeah. Which um, his dad, his son dies. His son died in Iraq, Iraq and he was the one who like encouraged his son to enlist. Yeah. Um, and it like broke up his family or whatever. Yeah. It's like his backstory. Um, and I think it doesn't, and it doesn't shy away from like how complicated things are too. Like it has, right. like, like Cedric the Entertainer, I think plays. He plays like the priest at the, uh, the like the mega church basically yeah. that basically owns his little first reformed church. Um, and I think like Cedric the Entertainer is like a really interesting character, and I mean he's really good in it too, where he's playing the role of the priest who like you know he still is a man of the faith, right? But also like kind of has has had to acknowledge like the way the tide has turned, right. especially in America and the business side of things and how you have to stay relevant and actually like connect with people and how you like you know the other side of the coin of like can you go back like is yeah. it, what do you have to give up of your faith and sacrifice in order right. to uh to uh like keep it alive in any way shape or yeah. form versus Ethan Hawke's little dying yeah. old New England church um so I just think that's a wonderful movie and also I think it's a beautiful movie that's shot four by three mm -hmm. which I think is a really cool thing when done right. And right. I think it really gives the, the feel of like this very intimate, at times like claustrophobic look to the movie. And I think it's one of the better looking movies of the year. Yeah. And that's First Reformed. Megan, five. Uh, five is a, a little movie I like to call Isle of Dogs. I love this movie. This came out a year ago mm -hmm. and uh, it's still, that's on my mind. It's fucking Wes Anderson. It's yeah. very twee. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I know, I will you fully acknowledge I love dogs. Yeah. And so that is a big part of it. But it's also just like very heartwarming and fun. I love dogs sounds like I love dogs. I love dogs sounds like I love dogs. Yeah. And it's very cute. And it also takes place in Japan. Oh. Which yeah. is a place that I have always wanted to go and... I'm going to Japan. Did I tell you this? I've no. heard it's a very accurate recreation. I'm going to Japan, too. <laughs> Island of, of dogs. Because okay, so are going to Japan. We're going yes. to Japan. Instead um, of Seattle. <laughs> no, instead of Seattle, we're going to Japan. Anyway, um, I love I Love Dogs. Uh, my number five is Can You Ever Forgive Me? Hmm. Yes. Which um, I love the first time I saw it. Um, I would love... I, Richard E. Grant would be the one I'd want to win. Yes. Supporting actor. I Incredible. don't think he probably will, he but should. I really want him to. Uh, and then I just rewatched it yesterday. And you know what? I, I, on rewatching, I think a lot of it's the music choice. And obviously, it takes place in New York. It's, it feels like a great Woody Allen movie that mm -hmm. he never made, like before he was super problematic. Um, but it, it has sort of the same like thing where it's like sort of a character study and there's like comedy mixed with like these 
like the, in this dramatic situation. Yeah. Um, like for Rachel. Um, I will also say, can you ever forgive me? Just yeah. was in my honorable mentions. I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Interesting story. Well acted. It didn't quite make my top five, but mm-hmm. it kept bumping in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, four is the documentary Free Solo. Insane. Love Free Solo. That was my favorite documentary of the year. The way it was shot, this, I just was like, this is insane. Yeah. I just, it was, that's the best I can describe it was yeah. insane. I thought it was very well done. We got to go see, it came back into theaters in IMAX, and we went and saw it in IMAX, Maddie and I did, and I was like, I am so uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, I was, my palms were sweaty watching it. I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I know he lived. Yeah. Um, Maddie, four? My four was If Beale Street Could Talk. Hmm. Um, I just love this movie. I think I really like Barry Jenkins. I think, like, Mm -hmm. he, like, there's, like, an immediate, like, both Moonlight had Moonlight was another movie I really liked a lot, and then this I think is better than Moonlight. But I think there's like like but I had the same thing where like like five minutes in there's like just a point where like you're looking at the way he frames his shots and the way he like he just manages to put like emotion into just every single moment that I just like have him. I'm like all right like this guy's great and yeah. I want to watch his movies and I want to watch his, every movie that comes after this that he makes um, and I thought it's like a very it does. I think it did it. What was the, there was another movie where he said there was a love story that was like, oh, Black Klansman had like a love mm-hmm. story that like didn't, and obviously Beale Street is like about the love story, right? And you know, and more. But I think like this was like just the best like love story I've seen yeah. in a movie in a long time. Like if I was going to sell just the like the right, it's not romantic, yeah, obviously, <laughs> um, right. But uh, I think it like really shows two people who really love each other, and it seems like just this real earnest relationship that has like bits of awkwardness and earnestness and and issues, and then uh, you know, and then obviously there's all the external troubles that come up. But I think like just even like that emotional core of the movie is so so well done and yeah. so clear, and like it looks effortless. Like the way um, it comes across. What's the best scene in If Beale Street Could Talk? It's a quiz, and there's only one right oh, answer. Uh-huh. The family scene at the very towards the very beginning. No. I was. Gonna, I was. I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't know what you're guessing. Obviously, which is also obviously with Regina's King. Obviously, it's the one. Down. Well, it's it's the one with with Regina and King in Cuba, I think. But yeah. or or the one with the Franco brother. Mm-hmm. I think it's the love scene where they put on the, the music. <laughs> no, Rachel's actually right. It's the it's oh, when they tell her that she's pregnant and they they freak out. They freak out. That's, that's the best scene in the movie, I'm, and anybody else is wrong. Oh, I thought that was a trick. <laughs> Should I? If this I was like trying to guess what you were saying. It's like when you ask people. I always do this with Borat, and I'm like, what's the best scene in the movie? And when people are like, was probably when he exposes his like three frat guys. It's like, no, it's when they're naked wrestling through the hotel. Like, stop being a fucking pretentious asshole. There's no chance you got anything more than when they were naked wrestling. If this was on my list, do I talk about it now or do I talk about it when it was on? We'll get to it and then we'll just kind of. S- and, I, and the one. Well, thing you can kind of say your okay. like little piece. And the one thing I want to say is I think Megan agrees with this, but like I think it like has by far the best score of any movie. Yes. Yeah. My I number four like, is so also if Beale Street could talk. Yeah. Why is not everybody talking about the soundtrack? It's I don't. It's well, it is nominated for best score. It, it, it's heart wrenching. The the music is yeah. I have it on Spotify and some and I listen to it when I want to cry. I was to me. I started crying. Five minutes into this movie, yeah, yeah, when I when they they like look at each other and he's like, I've never been ready for anything in my whole. I don't know who the favorite for, for score is, but it might be him actually. It's, it's so good because the favorite kind of coming into the nominations was Justin Hurwitz for First Man, and then it didn't get nominated. Okay, so I think Nicholas Bertelli's might be the favorite. God, it's so so, so gorgeous. And, and this is the movie. I, I, I was just gonna say the one thing is like I think of all my movies on my five, other than the one that's nominated, like yeah. this movie, it's uh, it should have been nominated. Right. Of course, like the like first performance of the movie, I'm like yes. I get yeah. it not being nominated, yeah. but like 
It should this why is this movie not nominated? Yeah. I will also say I agree because like I understand Mission Impossible Fallout. Like I'm not mad that it's not nominated. It's one of my favorites, <laughs> yeah. but like if Beale Street should talk, I don't understand. Right. It should yeah, be on there. Yeah. It should be best picture. But it even has like the pedigree of like yeah. right, the, yeah. the, the last movie. That yeah, sure. And Moonlight. it's better. It's so definitely and I, I liked that. Moonlight. This is this is better. way better than Moonlight. Like Bohemian. I don't know. It's so See, I, I maybe disagree. I think I actually like Moonlight. Drew me in more overall, but I think it's a really good movie. My number four is the favorite, so we can skip to Rachel's number three. Which is If Beale Street Could Talk. I cannot believe this is not... Of my top five, I can also acknowledge that, like, this still would be my... If for an Academy Award winning yeah. film, I actually still would pick If Beale Street Could Talk, yeah. even though it's my third. The sound... I mean, the shots, it's so beautifully shot. The storytelling, that... That family scene towards the beginning is one of the best acted scenes, and I was riveted. Yeah. I gasped out loud. There's something yeah. in that that scene that made me gasp. Yeah. And Regina King keeling over in in Cuba. It was yeah. insane. So yeah, if Beale Street, the fact that it's not nominated is appalling to me. The colors in that movie too are so so beautiful. Like her lipstick and yeah, like, it's like the clothes gorgeous, that they wear. Like, it's a both gorgeous like looking the movie. story and, and the characters, and, but visually it's just. And talking about art, like every single thing that was put into that movie, the soundtrack, the shots, the acting, everything was so carefully thought out. I appreciate it. And I did like Dave Franco. Yeah, he was fine. As the Jewish guy that just, (laughs) the only, that just, I did. I just love love, love, man. I just love love, man. Uh, Maddie, your number three? My number three, this is where my list gets the effort. It gets, oh, I guess the first performance is different. Uh, The writer. I don't know. Did you see the writer? Yeah. Not everyone, because I don't know if it's the writer. I yeah. love the writer. Um, I was shocked how much I loved it. Um, I don't think... I cried a lot during the writer. Uh-huh. I cried more during the writer than any other movie this year, because it's just a constant string of things. And I guess, because people aren't familiar with it, should I... The writer is yeah. about... It's about, like, a rodeo cowboy. Did you guys see it? Did you ever watch it? No? I didn't watch it. I'm sorry. Um, it's but I'm rodeo, in. It's basically... A it's about, it's, a, it's, about a, well, it's about a rodeo cowboy who had who had suffered a brain injury. He like watched he it because it was head. on Guillermo del Toro's, like, top... Yeah, and it was on like a bunch of other. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Um, it, so it was it's a on movie, Obama's also. It was a movie that I actually I don't know. It came out in 2018, but, but it was only for like a Spirit Award the year before. Yeah. So it was sort of like in a weird middle ground between the two years. Yeah, yeah. I just put on this one because I was like, if Obama and Del Toro say it's the 2018. Yeah, it was on a bunch of. Movies, um, but so basically, sure. I think it's incredibly unique. It's well done and very good, and like obviously, there's tons of stories of like the fallen cowboy yeah. who like can't do it again and has to come to terms with it. But what makes it very unique and different in a way that's just beyond that goes well beyond a gimmick is that all the actors are the real people. Basically, the guy playing the rodeo cowboy is literally playing himself. Wow. He had an actual injury to his head. It opens showing the scar on his head. That's his real scar. Yeah. And it is him, it's the real story of him coming to terms. His own dad plays his dad, his His, autistic sister plays his autistic sister, which is a whole nother thing. And so it deals with all these elements in this. It kind of makes it sort of, it has like a documentary feel yeah. to it. Like it feels very realistic, but it does work as a story and as a movie. Yeah. And he goes to see his friend, who's another rodeo cowboy who was paralyzed, and they're watching clips of him doing rodeo that are the real clips of this guy who actually is paralyzed, yeah. playing himself paralyzed, watching the days of him being a rodeo cowboy. And there's things like that that are just like, almost want to bring me to tears like yeah. as I talk <laughs> about it. Um, but again, I think like, and so it has like all those, all that stuff is very real, which makes it very unique. And it's like only a movie could do that, which yeah. I think gives it a lot of extra points. But at the same time, I also think the director whose name I'm forgetting. Chloe right? Zhao. Chloe Zhao. She did an incredible job making it work as a movie too. And like, even all these people are not actors. Like yeah. I think even like the stars, like I'm not planning on acting anytime soon. Right. 
Um, but I think they do a good job performing. Like, I think it makes the performance different, and it's very different from, like, the years of acting that have led to the way people act now in most movies. Mm-hmm. Like, so the way they talk yeah. is a little different, but it feels very real, and the way they interact is... It just, it feels, it's, it, it like worked for me. I guess. Now, I'll say when I saw the movie, um, I did not know that he, he this was, was him, this, this was actually his yeah. family. So I liked the movie quite a bit, but I thought some of the stuff, like for instance, like the autistic sister, I was like, well, that almost feels like too much for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like too much of an issue. And then I found out afterwards, like it was like the actual family and stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a very good movie. I really suggest people seek it out. Megan, your number three. Uh, my number three, we've already talked about. It's uh, A Star Is Born. Okay. My number. My number three is Paddington Two. Oh, oh yeah, it's in my top ten. Which it's in my top ten as well. Yeah. Great film. I mean, it's exactly I think what you want from yes. a movie. Yep. I laughed, I cried, I rewatched it, and I laughed and I cried like at work watching it in the break room. Yes. Like, when he's in that fucking water and Sally Hawkins is just staring at him and it seems like they're not getting him out and then Brendan Gleeson lands the plane in the lake. Guys, I'm going to start crying right now, so let's just move on <laughs> And then when, her, when her aunt, his aunt comes and she oh. gets so excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rachel, so Paddington 2. 2 is in my top 10 yeah. and in my honorable mentions, but yeah. it is very similar in tone to my second favorite movie of the year, Mary Poppins Returns, <laughs> which is, let me just talk about this for a oh second. Oh, my God. Here, let me just, disclaimer, A, I saw this in a theater. I'm going to give you, like, uh-huh. Two minutes. See, you're gonna interrupt me. Yeah. Uh, I saw it in the theater. I I know I was prepped to be just drawn into this movie. I saw it with my dad. It was over the holidays, and I just was in the mood for a big, bold film. This is what I'm talking about. Like something that's just fun, delightful, and big, and for the big screen, and just entertaining and beautiful. And it swept me away. And I'm aware of what I'm saying, and I'm okay with it. This is what I'm saying. Like I sometimes I just need something fun, something delightful. Uh, and so Mary Poppins Returns, I another one of these types of films, like A Crazy Rich Asians was also in my honorable mention. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just need fun filmmaking. And yeah. that's where this lies. And I loved it. And Where the Lost Things Go, I wept like a child. It meant something to me. I'm also very aware that this movie, the original means so much to me. And the fact that they didn't just remake it, that they sort of did a continuation of a beautiful story, yeah. I was into it. And cool. I was here for it. And I loved it. Well, and I'm not apologizing. While we're here, I want to mention that because we didn't, when Mary Poppins Returns had come up previously on an episode, my wife is very angry at me because my wife loves Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And I did not mention how much she loves Dick Van Dyke. And she actually texted <laughs> me earlier and said, by the way, I'm still mad at you because you didn't mention how much I love Dick Van Dyke when you talked about... Oh. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, and you said you talk about the next episode and do a correction, and you did not do it then oh. either. So, Allie, you love Dick Van Dyke, and Chicks I'm going to on the podcast. Murder. You're not going to hear this. So do I, so. Allie. So do I. Yeah. I, will say, I will say, the, I found out that about this movie. I, I mean, my after the movie came out, my only interaction with it before I saw it was hearing that Rachel loved it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, and I was ready to be like, okay, Rachel. <laughs> Um, but then I like as we were watching it, I think I did turn to me and I was like, "Yeah, Rachel's right. This is great. Like, it's a great delightful. Musical. It's delightful. It's a great. great. They what they did was they did a musical. Like yeah. they did kind of an old fashioned musical. And I, I loved it. Those. It was it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's good. And Emily Blunt's great in that. Lin Manuel Miranda. Let's pull back on I could cut down Lin. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it was beautiful. But she was also she was incredible. She's great. Is she not nominated? No. I mean, what a mess. She should be nominated. 
this is well. Then we should say we should best. say. Well, here's the thing. We should say this is actually really tremendous year for Best Actress. There's probably ten women that could have been yeah. nominated, and I would have been like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a very very good year. I'm really Best Actress. Yeah, I think it was when they like when she like dipped into the bathtub and it like fully committed. I was like, oh good. Like that's the way. I'm so glad they didn't. I do wish the songs were a little catchier. Where the last things go is good. The rest of the songs. The only one actually the only one I really like is the balloon song at the end. I think. Oh, I love the the chimney song or the lantern song. Kind of really. I agree. I agree. You're not going to be singing any of them the same way you continue to sing the songs. Wanted to do that, do that, do that, do that. No one's singing that song. You're the only one that. I agree that the music in A Star Is Born is better music, but I feel like this is what I want from a musical. Yeah. And it, it delivered yeah. for me. Maddie, your number two? My number two, this is the last interesting one because my yeah. number one is the, yeah. everyone knows it already. Number two, I love this movie. I watched it twice in like oh, two God. nights because I made Megan watch it. It's a documentary. Oh, yeah. Minding mm. the Gap. Yeah. Oh, I've heard about this. Um, yeah. I've heard and about I it. felt like kind of blindsided by how good this movie, because I heard it was good. I'd seen it yeah. on like a couple people's best movies of the year list. Um, it's about... I don't know how to explain it. It's about kids, it's about three kids guys going up in Rock. That's a way to escape their Rockford, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. And and it just gets into the, the it's about child abuse basically. Yeah. Or I guess domestic abuse. Yeah. Um and how it affects lives and like and it just and like the cycle of violence and all that sort of stuff. So it's kinda of hard to get into it. Um but I think it just was it's just <laughs> of documentaries like it 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 felt so very personal. Because obviously, because the main the guy who directed it and is in it, yeah. and he includes his own experiences yeah. with domestic abuse. Um, and, and so like, he's just a part of that story inherently, but you'd like see the story unfold over like years and it's so tragic and sad, but you get such a real, like the more intimate look, the most intimate look into these people and how it affects their lives in ways. And also I think I had like a personal thing cause I feel like there's this kid Keir, Keir Johnson isn't mm-hmm. it, is one of the skateboarders and he just is like, he's a kid who grew up. With abuse, he grew up being abused, but he's just kind of like this kid who, like, his reaction is to kind of laugh through things, and he's kind of a nerd in a sort of way, like a skater yeah. nerd. And, like, that kid, like, I feel like I knew that kid. Like, I knew right. a bunch of kids, and, like, I look back at, like, high school especially, and I feel like I knew, like, 10 kids who probably were going through a similar thing, and that's right. kind of like I deal with it, but, like, just I, I knew those kids, and just seeing this, like, side of it, just such a, it does such a good job. It does a very fair job, I think, uh-huh. of telling kind of all sides of the story appropriately and not giving not trying to take talk, he did you could tell there are times when when Bing Lu the the director also like isn't he could jump in there at times and yeah. like say something or push something or push some sort of narrative but he really stays hands off um and i think that makes especially one storyline in it which will be obvious i think to anyone like yeah. like his him him avoiding like adding his own personal you know, push to to one of the stories just really makes it just a more interesting, like real exploration of yeah the subject. I really it's on, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I think you can watch it. Yeah, if you have Hulu, it's really yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. and also and also it's it's kind of I also one other thing that I think is great about it is that Bing like came up as like a skate video shoot. Like he yeah. he shot he shot them doing that, and the whole thing kind of has this forward momentum of a skate video. Like there's that style doesn't totally go away. Obviously it becomes a more traditional documentary at time with talking heads, but it it feels like it has the momentum of a skate video and that's right. what set it apart. Because there are a lot of really good documentaries this year. Uh-huh. I'd say Three Identical Strangers was my other yes. one that was like really high up and uh, really and RBG well was RBG good. is mm-hmm. really great. Like it's great really document. Good. Yeah. So unusually strong year I for heard documentaries. Oh, that's foreign film, not a documentary. No. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I haven't, and I haven't seen like Hale County or whatever. It's no, that supposed. It's like hard to yeah. find that one because it's mm. only played limited. But that's supposed to be I great think it's too. On iTunes, it's kind of crazy how many good documentaries are there. But yeah. that one, this one, set apart. I think because it had both like the actual real story was very. 
is very important and and interesting and didn't need to be you know have anything added to it or anything like that um, but at the same time like the actual filmmaking side of it like yeah. what he accomplishes has its own like style without yeah. being like intrusive to me movies like money the gap and free solo are more interesting as documentaries than something like although i think they're both good documentaries rbg or won't you be my neighbor because with those movies i feel like with enough time if i was interested in the subject i could make them because it's yes. just like yeah. found footage and like right. stuff like that whereas yeah. like like free solo or mining the gap is so much just like like a personal like mm-hmm. this is the story i want to tell yeah, yeah. Uh, megan your number two uh my number two is the favorite no yeah. my number two is eighth grade um, which I liked a lot. I rewatched to see if I liked it as much, and I still do. And I think it's really good. And I think it's sort of like a tiny miracle that he found someone like Elsie Fisher to play that lead role, because I think that's really difficult for a fourteen-year-old to play it so well. I think it's impressive, and I think it's a incredible debut. Because the first time I watched it, I watched it with my wife, and she was sobbing throughout most of it. And at the end of it, I said, she said, I'm not just sobbing for her, I'm sobbing for me because I feel like this was a lot of what I went through in eighth grade as well. So when I watched it the second time, I was like, well, maybe it won't affect me as much because I'm watching it by myself. And it still did. And I think, um, yeah, I just think it's a great movie. And I think um, all this, I really like how they handle her and Josh Hamilton's relationship and don't make it about like the mother dying or the mother leaving or something like that, that it's just, this is what it is. And yeah, I think it's a really good movie. Uh, number one, Rachel. Eighth grade. <laughs> I loved this film. I sobbed through the entire thing, and uh-huh. so did my my husband. We like gasped. We watched it in the theater. There were, he, I remember, we were. I was like, we're gonna go see this movie. He's like, okay. And then he was like, wow. Was a, he was shocked by how yeah. good it was, and it just took me to that moment. I don't even know. I want to see it again, but I'm also scared to see it again right. because of what it made me feel inside. Was I, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know if I can do that again right now. Um, I thought the lead actress should be not. I thought her performance was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I thought this movie captured something so special and did it with such care. And I loved every moment of it. And it... It should be, it's my number one movie of the year. Yeah, Megan and Maddie didn't like it, and they're bad at movies. They're terrible people, so. I'm not saying anything. Everyone's been very nice to my weird solutions, so I won't (laughs) say I did not have an emotional connection to that, but also, I was pretty cool in eighth grade, so. So was I. It's still effective. There's a 0% chance you were cool in 8th grade, so... And there is a high likability <laughs> probability that I was. <laughs> Guys, I'm really, I was really worried about her character, though. She had no friends. How do you have no friends? Like, not a friend. She, she had was not going through friend. something. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but... Um, the rest of us have Roma as number one. Roma! Yeah. Easily... Easily, Roma. Yeah. So, um, oh, what, a, so what a journey, we guys. Should, we should wrap up pretty quick. I do have a quick question, because I kind of went through and looked at other, some other major award mm-hmm. ceremonies. And I tabulated the other movies that were nominated for Best Picture at, like, the SAGs, the Spirit Awards, Producers Guild, Golden Globes, et cetera, et cetera. So these are the seven movies that got multiple nominations in these places that were not nominated for Best Picture. And my question is not which ones, but how many of them would you put in if it was still a top eight? Like, how many of the five movies would you take out? So the movies are Eighth Grade, First Was Formed, If Beale Street Could Talk, Mary Poppins Returns, Woo! A Quiet Place, First Man, and Crazy Rich Asians. All of those had multiple nominations at these other places. You're asking me which ones I would take out? No, which ones of the Best Picture nominees? How many of the Best Picture nominees would you take out 
to replace with one of these seven movies. I would movies. put Eighth Grade in there. I would put If Beale Street Could Talk. I would put Mary Poppins Returns. And I would also put um, Crazy Rich Asians because of just, like, what it was as a movie. I mean, if you're going to have Bohemian Rhapsody in there, I mean, ugh. So, wait, those are my four, I think. Yeah. Eighth Grade... Also, the one that I didn't talk about, which I still really enjoyed, was The Hate You Give. That didn't get any love. That was great, too. And that was a really good film. I agree with some. Yeah. I think it maybe was a little too YA to catch on for awards yeah, ceremony, I love, but I thought it was super I love well a YA. Yeah. Um, so those are the four. I don't four. know. I think I, I would... Yeah. I'd put in If Beale Street Could Talk, obviously, oh, especially over, like... I mean, I, that's, I mean, I, I, that's yeah. not my number four. Um, and then what else was on there? First Reformed, Eighth Grade, First Man, Quiet Place, Mary Poppins, Returns. First Reformed, First Man is... Crazy Rich Asians. That is a long fucking movie, man. First Reformed I would put in. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen that one. I think that might just be those two. I do first, yeah, First Reformed, Beale Street. I'd eject a quiet place into the sun. (laughs) I can't believe... I feel like it's like after Get Out, people were like, we gotta have another one of those horror movies. Yeah, and then... The Quiet Place is just... I mean, it was good. There was Bird Box. It just was like such a standard... (laughs) Yeah. It was not even like I can't know, probably not in the top five horror movies of the year. Let alone. I would I would remove without a doubt my bottom three for eighth grade yeah. first reformed in Beale Street. Yeah. And I would maybe put first man and Crazy Rich Asians over Black Klansman and Black Panther. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I just rewatched Crazy Rich Asians also, and that movie is just a delight. It's, it's a very delight. Fun. Yeah, it's I very want fun. movies like that getting more attention. Yeah. yeah, it was a delight. I think it's more fun. That it was a great rom-com. It was, it was beautifully long. shot. It was, it's I a little to, long. I didn't think it was. It probably needed to be actually like either like a six-episode miniseries and yeah. be longer, or they needed to get like rid of the Astrid story. Which yeah, I think it's good, but I don't think works with the rest. I don't think of the it really movie. had like, a story. Like it didn't. I really, liked it. Like I think have anything happening. It just kind of was She's a bunch grinding. of. It to me, it felt like just a bunch of. I thought it was fun. That's it. Yeah. It was light breezy and fun to watch. But it was just a bunch of scenes in a row. I mean, Crazy Rich Asians like is not like one of my top, like yeah. probably twenty movies of the year. But no. of those movies that have multiple nominations, I maybe would That's put fair. it in over That's Black what I'm Panther like, for like just a crowd please. I think it's a more. It's I like think, up yeah, there I think for, it's like, a. They're like, like neck and neck. You were talking about box office for yeah. like Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'm yeah. like, Crazy Rich Asians like killed at the box office. Like if that's part of it, then they should be yeah. in there. They killed. Yeah, mostly two movies that were hard that are on your list. I got them at once. That like both of which were close, were really high up for me. Were Leave No Trace and You Were Never Really Here. I, I mean, of the movie, the other movie. movies that got nominated at least once were Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Can You Ever Forgive Me, which obviously I would put up there because it yeah, was a top five movie for me. Leave No Trace was like a top 15 movie for me. I didn't really love You Were Never Really Here, but a lot of people did. Spider-Man Spider-Verse, that's a oh, great movie. Hereditary movie. was a great movie. Those were all nominated. No Love there. for Disobedience? I'm surprised. It was not up there. That's I think it probably came out too early. early. Yeah. That's my thing is like, I wonder, like, I think like Ethan Hawke would be, I don't think the movie would win, but I think yeah. Ethan Hawke would be nominated if that movie had come out. Yeah. In December. Um, let's speed through some of these categories just super yeah. quick um, uh, and then wrap it up because I think we're, we're already over two hours. Um, best actor of the nominees who will win, who should win uh, Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rami Malik, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. I mean, Bradley Cooper should win. I think I, Cooper should win also. I think Rami Malik's going to win. Oh, God, that is I'm so disinterested that, in everyone. That category yeah. does not excite me at all. Yeah, it's kind that's of... A, that's a like, even like, I'm like, I guess Bradley Cooper, I agree. I feel like, like I'm the I'm only not... person in America who saw it, Eternity's Gate. And here's the thing. Willem Dafoe is a good actor, but he's, like, 30 years older than 
my, uh, my, my attitude Van Gogh was when he died, and also that movie is a snooze. Yeah. It's my, shocking to me that those are the nominees. Like, I'm not excited yeah. by any of that. My Maybe it just shows how strong my attorney's gate experience was on Movie Pass. I checked in to go, and then I just decided not to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't feel bad about it. I remember that. Um, I like, I lead actress, the nominees are Yelitsa Aparicio, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Lady Gaga, and Melissa McCarthy. I think Glenn Close is going to win. Yes. I don't think she should win of these five nominees, but she should have at least two Oscars, in my opinion. So I'm fine with her winning. I honestly, she was phenomenal. I would. I wouldn't also. I wouldn't be mad at most of those. Like I actually really thought that. Um, wait, where is? Where am I looking? Oh, right there. Oh, yes. Melissa McCarthy, I thought, was phenomenal. She and was same great. Yelitsa Aparicio, I think, is good. I think that's oh, yeah. maybe She's more seen, filmmaking I think than I'd acting. Give it I'd give it she was great, too. I think she Olivia Coleman's great. I can understand Coleman. the argument about her not really being yeah. the lead actress. But I think it's yeah. I mean, working I guess against it's like her. More of a like philosophical idea of what yeah. they were, but like if she's nominated for lead actress, yeah. then I would go to Olivia Colman. I think like, she's the best performance yeah, of those like it's, I agree. You know what the best performance of the year though is? I just brought this to you on Twitter, yeah. is the fucking chick from Shoplifters. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. Yeah, amazing. She's but like, so... We put her in everything. So we talked about Elsie Fisher, we talked yeah. about um, the woman from Shoplifters, Viola Davis and Widows is great. Um... That, like I can't even think of all the other nominees that I'm not thinking yeah, of. Yeah, lots of great female. Um, oh, yes. Emily Blunt, Mary Constance Thomas. Wu, um, the lead girl on Leave No Trace. What about Ro- the, fucking, the woman from Roma too? Although that would be supporting. No, I she guess. was nominated. She was. Yeah, Gilita Aparicio. Oh. She was great for supporting actor. But also the mom. Mahershala Ali, Adam Driver, Sam Elliott, Richard E. Grant, Sam Rockwell. Richard E. Grant, hands down. Richard E. Grant's my pick. I think Mahershala Ali's going to win. I go Sam Elliott. I don't pick Richard E. Grant because it's his same character he's played, like with Nail and I. Like it's his, it's the same. And Sam Elliott's not playing the same part he's played in every movie he's been in. It felt a little different. No, that's not true. I bet Sam Elliott wins because I don't think Star Is Born's going to get anything else other than song. So I bet they they reward Stars Born that way. Right. That's yeah, what I bet. I think Richard E. Grant's the best performance in that category. Too. Although Nicholas Holt and also Daniel Kaluuya in Widows is fucking incredible. Um, supporting actress Amy Adams, Marina De Tavera from Roma, Regina King, Emma Stone, and Rachel Weisz. Marina De Tavera, I love her. Which she, one, she should win. She's in Roma. She's the mom. Oh yeah, Roma. she was great. Mm-hmm. I also think Regina King. I was Regina King. And the two I think Regina King is going to win, and I think Emma Stone would actually be my choice. But I think I thought uh, again, I don't like Amy Adams' advice, well, but I think, I think any of the other. The favorite four is hard. I think like the favorite gets kind of difficult. Well, they're going to they're not going to win because they're going to split the vote. But like all three, that's kind of thing is like all three. I think are great, and it's hard for me to even be like, do I like one of them best? Yeah, and then who deserves to win? They all were phenomenal. It's kind of almost it makes it harder. They all cancel each other. They were all bit. really great in the same movie. Also, I will just say Bette Midler is performing Where the Lost Things Go at the Oscars. So that <laughs> oh, would be my top yes. moment for several reasons. <laughs> the song, the oh performer, the moment. I will be crying. Remember Meryl Streep in that movie? That was yeah. a bananas. It was great. It was a delight. Huh. It was a delight. It was a performance. It was a delight. Um, it was something. Topsy-turvy. Let's just talk best director. I can't imagine anyone other than Quaron winning. I think that'd be There's, crazy. I'd be insane. Unless people are just like, let's give it to Spike Lee because we forgot to nominate him for 20 <laughs> for, years. For 20 years, work. 20 plus years. Agreed. I still um, think Quaron, I mean, Quaron's never won, right? Or no, he did win for Gravity. He won for Gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he wins, win. if he wins five out of the last six years, it'll have been Mexican directors that won Best Wow, director. that's crazy. That's exciting. That's cool. They yeah. kind of got the best, they, well, the top three. I mean, those three, three guys are those three really, guys. really, really Wait, good. Is Quaron going to make it? I heard that there was like an issue with him getting here. I don't know. Oh, really? Alfonso Quaron? 
don't know. What's the issue? Like an immigration issue. Really? Nah, I'm sure he's fine. He's got probably... Yeah, maybe he's is it fine. a protest thing? I don't know. I feel like no. I haven't seen that. Maybe, maybe I'm just completely wrong. Um, before we go, Rachel, have you, do you have a favorite movie of 2019 yet? Have what you seen is... any movies in the theater this year? I don't think I've seen anything this year. I've been very busy. Crying. Maddie, 2019? <laughs> I've been what very busy. This year? I was just thinking about that. Come back to me. Craig, what have you seen? I don't know if I've My seen favorite movie I've so far this that. year is High Flying Bird, which I don't think is a great oh, movie, yeah, but yeah. it's probably still the best. I don't think it's That's been the, a great... It's it hasn't been a great movie year this year. The first movie I saw in 2018 was Paddington 2, so that really... Yeah, really set, set you up. Really set the bar, but I don't picture mm-hmm. any of I that. I don't even know any movies I think the only movie that I've seen in theater theaters this year is the second Lego movie, Yeah, which is... That's fine. I have an easy favorite. I think it's technically this year not eligible, but came out in like UK. Is they shall not grow old? The the documentary, the Peter Jackson. It is technically last year. Is it technically last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. When is that this year? Yeah. Is it really? It didn't get nominated. Yeah, because it was a Fathom event last year. Okay. Like it was so nominated at the Baptist. I don't think I actually saw that also, and I think the filmmaking is super interesting. Everything he did. I think the documentary itself is not interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the the. Uh, the material is boring. Mm, I disagree. The, 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 um, the Great War is boring to you? The way after, it was told. After They Shall Not Be Out, oh, They Shall Not Grow Old, I'd say the other movie I saw this year that I like the most, and this isn't that high up, it just is by the there in Benmini, is Glass. Hmm. Oh, I know a movie I saw Glass this year. Um, a Fire <laughs> Festival. Oh, the Fire Festival. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. You know what? Yeah. That was the best movie. So far. Good, but I feel, like, I feel like I have to hate that movie. Because it was made by Jerry Media. I don't know. One of them which, was. The Hulu one which was. Com- yeah. No, the Netflix one was. Netflix one was the Jerry. Netflix one was Jerry. Hulu yeah. was not. Oh, yeah. 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 But the, the, well, the Hulu one paid the guy yeah. to perform. Right. And then Netflix one was made yeah. by Jerry Media, which yeah. made Firefest happen. Yeah, but the kind Netflix one has that guy talking about giving a fucking... That's crazy. Huge. It is crazy. I think everyone should watch it. It's, it's a lot crazy. of fun. But I'm also like... It's also... Like, we all watch it. I don't know if those are eligible, though, because I don't think either of them came out in theaters at all. They still can, right? Um, Rachel, do you have anything you like to plug? Oh, no. <laughs> Maddie, mm, if you have kids, make them watch Unikitty on Cartoon Network. Oh, okay, I'll plug um, something. Yeah. Also, if you have kids, make them watch <laughs> Bizarre Bark on Disney go. Channel. <laughs> Mag, anything to plug? If you have kids, don't let them around me. You That's get, for you, certain. You get what I'm saying? Cool. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, on Instagram or Facebook at The Oscar Should Have Gone To. Please rate and review us on iTunes if you like this podcast. Uh, we'd like more listeners. We think people that listen to it like it, but you know, not enough people listen to it, so you should tell your friends. It really helps if you review. And Yeah, it helps if you review because so, then it shows up for more people. If, if you positive, like it at all, and yeah. listen, I know the, the five Twitter people out there that tweet us and yeah. also and also stare it from the gym yeah you stare can it! you can feel free to write a review because it's very helpful yeah shouts to caleb garcia it's always nice about tweeting at us and uh next time we will be doing 1980 we'll be finishing up the 1980s with rachel's husband larry Woo! so for those of you who want to try and watch some movies between now and then those movies are tess raging bull the elephant man coal miner's daughter and the winner was Ordinary people. Gonna be quite an episode. Um, um, we sure, will, we'll talk about Infinity War. We'll see you guys next too. week. Thanks for sticking <laughs> with us for this very, very long episode. Bye. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. Kid.